0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Dr. Jerry Schubel, president CEO of the Aquarium of the Pacific, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long
1: Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk,
0: and now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is the aquarium head, Dr. Jerry Shubel. Jerry welcome to our show.
2: Always good to be with you Art.
0: The Aquarium of the Pacific is just a fantastic asset in addition to our city.
2: Well we we certainly work hard to make it. Uh, We get last year we got 1.72 million visitors and uh, after we complete our expansion we will be over two million visitors every year.
0: And it's one of the most successful Aquaria in America is it not?
2: Yes I think you can measure success in a variety of ways but By attendance, we're one of the top four, and I think in terms
0: of the programs and so on, I would even put us higher than that. And when you go down there, particularly in the summer when school's out and the kids are all outside and inside, uh, they're they're having the time of their life. Yes, we get uh, a couple hundred thousand school
2: kids that come in yellow buses every year, plus then about a third of the total attendance,
0: uh, kids
2: coming with families, and they love it.
0: Well, let's turn for a moment and talk about water and california's california's water future uh, uh, it's been much in the news with the with the recent drought and uh, the water fix being proposed by the governor uh, give us your sense of of what's upcoming well water's always been an issue in
2: california because we live in a an arid environment and so when we say the drought's over it's not this is the the new normal and climate change will make it worse because we, we in Southern California, we import about 60% of our water. Half of that from Northern California, from the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta, half the other half of it comes from the Colorado River. And in both of those areas, it's snowpack that is the primary reservoir. Recent analysis showed that the Sierra Nevada snowpack will be 64% smaller at the end of the century than today. And the same thing is going to happen with the Colorado. So our two major imports, they're going to decline. And we're going to have to figure out how are we going to deal with this because the demand for water goes up, population is going up,
0: and in warmer climates, both human and plant and animal life need more water. As you know I serve on the Board of Water Commissioners for Long Beach Water Department and we're acutely aware of uh, of those uh, figures that you just shared with our audience and uh, the drought is not over and we have to change our language and our thinking uh, to, to realize that simply the demand for water here is greater than the normal supply. No, I think that's right, and as I say, that the uh, the demand going
2: to increase and the supply is going to decrease the farther into this century we get. And
0: so, basically,
2: there are three approaches: you can stretch the supplies through conservation, and we should, and we're, and we're doing and that. We're, in,
0: and Long Beach is uh, a leading city in doing
2: yes, that. Yes, yes, it is. You can't solve the problem, though. You can reduce it. So, in addition to stretching the supply, you can augment the supply. We can capture more stormwater runoff before it flows into the ocean, treat it, put it back into the groundwater. We can also capture some of that municipal wastewater that we discharge into the ocean a billion gallons a day, treat it, put it back into the groundwater. Ocean desal is another way to augment the supply. And the the third option is to reallocate. Yeah, that's something that uh, people don't want to talk about. Let's talk about it. Explain what reallocate means. Well, right now, 70% of our developed water goes to agriculture. And we have the largest agricultural economy of any state in the nation. Twice number two Iowa, three times Texas. But if you look at all of the predictions, agriculture in California and globally is going to take a hit with climate change. So we need to be thinking about how can we still be the number one agricultural
0: economy in, with a, a future that has less water? And we can. And when you talk about climate change, uh, explain what you're referring to. Well, I think everybody now is familiar with climate change, global warming. Global so just state it for a record. Climate change is not pseudoscience, it, right? It, climate it, change is the real thing. It's the real
2: thing. It's one of the best established uh, set of facts that one c- can imagine. And,
0: uh, and you're a Ph.D., and, and, and you're the head of the aquarium, and you're stating it without blinking.
2: Without blinking, and, I, and I've been teaching courses about climate change for 25 years or more. It, it, it's, we've, we know this is happening, and uh, we better start to learn how to deal with it because climate, unlike many of the other issues that we face, has a very long memory. You know, the U.S. is good at responding to crises. We're not very good at responding, doing long-range planning. Climate change is different, though. It has so much inertia that if we cut off all greenhouse gas emissions tomorrow, the Earth would continue to warm, sea level would continue to rise, we would have more frequent floods and droughts
0: for centuries. Really? So we've got to figure out how do you live in this new normal? So, changing our patterns right away will not solve the problem. No, but they, they certainly help though and they they
2: reduce the magnitude of the problem later in, in the century. So we have to do two things. We have to mitigate, that is, reduce the driving forces of climate change, which means weaning ourselves off fossil fuels. But then we have to adapt
0: to a new normal. And we see and read and hear ads for solar uh... conversion and uh... uh... people are i think getting mentally in the mood for doing it well so and solar and wind are are, they're renewable uh... and california has been a leader of in in getting more of our energy from renewable and you drive to palm springs and you see those giant windmills uh... working uh... saving us energy that take up a lot of space though
2: that's the downside of solar and also when they take up a lot of space to generate a certain amount of energy and the problem with that is that when you take up space you're degrading fragmenting habitat that nature depends upon another problem another problem so <laughs> so there <laughs> it's is
0: a mr problem but it's also right. mr problem solver but, And i think the point is there's no silver bullet there's no simple solution and we have to keep our options open fair enough and we'll be continuing this great discussion after these messages at the port of long beach we're not only delivering jobs smart ideas
1: and forward-thinking environmental initiatives
0: We're back continuing a conversation with Dr. Jerry Schubel, head of the wonderful Aquarium of the Pacific. And we were talking about the future of water and the need to conserve and other uh, methods of of addressing this problem. And one of them, and I know Jerry's really uh, uh, very focused on aquaculture. Tell us what aquaculture is all about. Uh, Aquaculture refers to then growing plants and animals in water. So there's agriculture, growing plants and food on land. That
2: depend upon water, but now we're growing them in the water.
0: In the water. water. Okay, tell us how that Uh, works.
2: In California, we have quite a bit of freshwater aquaculture. 50 out of 58 counties has some freshwater aquaculture. And Sacramento is the caviar capital of the country produces more than 98% of all the caviar in the United States. And in our coastal areas, in the ocean, we do quite a bit of shellfish. And we it's about a $25 million industry. It stretches all, all the way from northern California down to Carlsbad. And the, and the opportunity is farther offshore, and it's in finfish aquaculture. and that's what, what, what
0: are finfish?
2: Finfish are, are finfish... <laughs> <laughs> fish with fins, fish I with, know it's coming. They're fish, fish with they're what you think of as fish, rather than uh, oysters, clams, uh, the mussels, those are shellfish. But fish are the... the, the what, they, they swim, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: that's where the opportunity is. And we have the legal right to uh, farm, as you will, out what, 50 or 100 miles? Well, the, the, we, the state goes out three
2: miles, but then the, the exclusive economic zone, federal waters goes out 200 miles.
0: 200 miles. 200 miles. That we can farm in the ocean. Yes, but, but
2: we still don't have a single farm, fish, fin fish farm. Why? E- either in state or federal waters. Why? Why? That's a good question. I think l- largely it's because of a permitting process that uh, strangles ideas. It's, re- it's reminiscent of what a committee is. It's a dark alley down which good ideas are dragged <laughs> late at night and strangled to death. And it's, but part of that is because of th- the lack of understanding by the public. So we need a good public education
0: program. And you to- view your aquarium as as a as an important component of that, yes, we do. We we work hard at this because seafood
2: is it, first of all it's, it's the, healthy. It's the healthy. It's the most healthful source of animal protein, and I think if if we in California could combine sustainable agriculture with sustainable aquaculture, we could develop a model of what the rest of the world needs to do to feed another two and a half billion people by twenty it's a great
0: opportunity for California economically and environmentally and the farmers up north may be less resentful of us urbanites down south if this ocean farming developed more prominently
2: and, and, and I don't it's not going to detract it, as we talked in the first segment we've got to redefine all of these things at, in, in this new normal because of climate change
0: and and so this is an opportunity. For the state, and just as a matter of medical fact, seafood is healthier than meat, and uh, and animal and uh, a pound of steak uh, takes a lot of water for that steer eating, drinking, and all that to get that pound of steak. That's right. It's it's more healthful for humans, and it's more healthful for. The in, environment, and, and not not to mention and, the animal that's getting slaughtered.
2: And, and uh, the, all the, the medical organizations recommend that we eat seafood twice a week, and particularly seafood that's high high in omega three oils, fish like salmon. Salmon, uh, salmon. Is a classic yes.
0: example. And uh, you eat? Do you eat seafood twice a week? I I do because my wife loves to cook <laughs> it, and uh, I love to eat it, and it it really is. The, it, it's very nourishing. Yes, and, and uh, we, the United States imports
2: 91% of its seafood. That has to stop.
0: Why is that if we have all of this stuff right offshore?
2: Well, that's the question we keep asking. Well, we what's have, the? We, you're here for no, answers, not, answer, not problems. Well, the, the answer is because of the permitting. There's a state statute that says that no state waters shall be leased for fin fish aquaculture in California until the state completes a programmatic environmental impact review. Now, that makes sense considering that we have this wonderful strong ocean ethic. But they've been trying to complete this for more than a decade. Isn't it time to complete it? So we could really get into this game yeah. and it would be of great benefit.
0: So it would be healthier for our population, it would be healthier for our cattle, it would be healthier for our economy, too. And healthier for our economy. Yes, absolutely. So let's go out and do it. We're, we're working to make that happen. Okay. What else, uh, what else does ocean farming entail? Well, you can, it, so marine,
2: mariculture or farming the ocean. You can raise fin fish, shellfish, and also seaweeds. And we should be doing all three of those in California. And right now we're, we're doing shellfish, a little bit of seaweed. Seaweed as a food? Seaweed as a food. And um, it also has other purposes, though. Every time you have some ice cream, a derivative of, of kelp is a stabilizer in that, toothpaste. Uh, and it now has been discovered. Now, cattle are a major source of methane, which is a powerful greenhouse gas. If you feed your cows some kelp, they will emit less greenhouse gas.
0: <laughs> it's all intertied, <laughs> It's all, it? It's all tied together. And just for the record, you, I know, because we know each other so well, but you view your, our aquarium, really, as a major source of, of information, not just amusement and pretty fish. Uh, this is serious stuff you're doing there. Th- this is serious
2: stuff, these issues, and as, I think we can do serious things as long as we don't take ourselves too seriously.
0: Amen. Beautifully said. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about the proposed, more than proposed, the uh, ongoing expansion of this wonderful aquarium. So stay with us. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. (laughs) ¶¶ Continuing this marvelous discussion with Jerry Schubel, we want to talk now about Pacific Visions, uh, this new expanded wing of the aquarium. uh, Very exciting. It is very exciting. It's it's a non-traditional expansion
2: for an aquarium because most aquariums would think about bigger tanks for bigger animals. This is designed to be a bigger platform for telling these big important stories about the relationship of people with the earth and particularly with the world ocean, and what it will take to make that relationship sustainable. Wow, and uh, you start with, uh, with an art gallery. Start with an art gallery, because for many people, science isn't the best way to make an emotional connection, art is. So in that art gallery, we want to get people connected emotionally to the ocean, why it's important, it's a single most important element of Earth's life support system, so that's where
0: we start. And it just occurred to me, the aquarium itself, Creates a connection because, particularly the kids, but everyone loves to look at these colorful fish. That's true. Okay. So then the orientation gallery. And that's where
2: we want people to understand that no matter where you live, you have a connection to the ocean. You can live in North Dakota, but the ocean affects your life. And
0: just spell that out for a second. What's North Dakota? Why they should be concerned about the ocean? Well, it determines weather and and climate. It provides half
2: the oxygen. Even people in North Dakota breathe. And uh, even those people in North Dakota should be eating fish. There you go.
0: And, of course, you have the
2: Honda Theater there as part of the expansion. There will be a a remarkable immersive theater. The screen is 130 feet long, three stories tall. Oh, my. And so we will be able to immerse people in the sights, smells, and sounds of the ocean and, wow. and really make a connection.
0: And then finally, there's a changing exhibit uh, space. And when they they leave the theater,
2: this is where they go. It's a changing exhibit gallery with some live animal exhibits. But it, this is a place where people can make some commitments to change what they eat, what the energy they use, et cetera so that we can have a more sustainable future. So the entire experience is to let people explore pathways to alternative futures and to discover for themselves that the future we will live in will depend upon the actions taken by hundreds of millions and billions of people, and it all starts with us.
0: Wow. That's... That is a mouthful, and that is... uh... It's powerful, it's probably, but the the good news, uh, the bad news is the danger if we don't do something. The good news is that we have the uh, opportunity to do something
2: if we seize it. Yeah, I think that's right. The historians, Will and Ariel Durant, in their little book, The Lessons of History, had this wonderful quote, the future never just happened, it always was created. And we will create the future, either intentionally, with purpose, or unintentionally, we have the knowledge, the technology, the creativity, the innovation, we can make this
0: a glorious future. Beautifully said, Jerry. Uh, And what do you see as the major obstacle to creating this future that we want? I think changing public
2: beliefs and and attitudes. And that means, I think, it, you have to talk to them straight, just like the name of this program. And I think often we haven't talked straight to the public about this new normal, the, the climate change, and how it's changing this, this planet. So talk straight, talk in terms that they, they can
0: understand, and I have great confidence in, in the public. And I know we've worked with you and the aquarium uh, as part of the Long Beach Water Department in different programs, and. Uh, Uh, This is a particularly fruitful uh, area to work together in. We've had a great partnership with the Long Beach Water
2: Department, and uh, that is continuing. And one of the things that we will have in this is a a water game. And the goal will to be make Southern California water resilient. And how do you do that? And so there's not one answer. And, And it's going to be a game that people can start when they're at the aquarium
0: but they can go home and they can continue to play it with friends and family. And, and Wonderful. Look so. forward to that. Okay, we'll be coming back with the rest of our show after these messages.
1: You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you
0: forever. But nothing is perfect.
1: Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's.
3: McCartney makes a moment.
0: I think Long Beach is very fortunate to have as part of our community this extraordinary uh, theater uh, of life, but the aquarium of the Pacific, and uh, particularly having uh, uh, dr. Jerry Schubel, our guest at the at the lead end of, of that it's so much more than just a collection of pretty fishes hopefully you've you've heard tonight and uh, there are all kinds of possibilities for the future, Jerry. And I,
2: we, we feel that we're very fortunate to be here in Long Beach. Remember that children's story, the little engine that could? I do. This, Long Beach is the little city that could.
0: It's, Absolutely, it's, but but up until recently hasn't. Okay, <laughs> but but it's small
2: enough to be manageable, big enough to have a, a national impact. Yes, and we've got we've got one of the major ports here. We've we've got all of the the assets, and all, we face all the problems the rest of the world and the rest of the state faces. Yes, we can demonstrate how to work and wrestle those to the ground.
0: And I think uh, what you said is so true. Uh, and I like the, the name for Long Beach accurately. I think is the biggest small city in America. It, it it has major league problems, but it has a small town feeling yeah. of togetherness.
2: That's right. No, it's a wonderful And place.
0: it's the togetherness that we need to solve the problems, isn't it?
2: That's right. The, the biggest threat to the environment is the decline of social capital. That is the interactions between and among people. We have this wonderful, ethnically that diverse. blue that that's holds it together. together. Yes. And yes. Uh, that, that's the biggest threat to the, the environment. And so we work hard to help build social capital within this city.
0: Well said, Jerry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Art. You bet. And thank you at home for being our guest. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember,
1: Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.